Hi everyone, this is Dr. Tracy Jones. In today's interconnected world, companies are really publicly judged by their ability to successfully weather a crisis. And in this Crisis Leadership Podcast, we're going to examine the importance of having people in your organization who have a high degree of growth orientation and how critical they are to your success in getting out of the crisis. You're listening to Tremendous Leadership with Dr. Tracy Jones. Hi, everyone. This is Dr. Tracy Jones. And today in the Crisis Leadership Podcast, we are going to talk about having people in your organization that have a high degree of growth orientation and how important that is, no matter where they are in their career, in their age, in their position, how critical it is to have people in your organization that have a desire to continue to be developed and honestly, a need to be professionally developed. So in my research, I asked the people that I interviewed for my quick case study, um, how they perceive their leaders and how the leaders perceive their followers. But I also ask each individual person how they would rate their need to be professionally developed or their desire. And I asked them to rate themselves on a one to 10 scale with low, one being low and 10 being high. And leaders across the board, I think I had six leaders averaged a nine and followers averaged about an 8.2. Okay. So it kind of was clear that leaders had more of an expectation that they needed to be developed than followers. And I'm here to tell you in a crisis event, it is really critical that you get followers that want to be developed as much as the leaders do. So one of the questions that I asked and got an answer from one of the followers was a follower that really had a high degree of growth orientation. And when I asked her this question, her response was, what are you contributing to ensure that the doors of the organization are open tomorrow rather than just getting through today? That mindset, I feel, is what my team has really grown into. What are you doing today? And is that going to assist your doors opening tomorrow? So this person that I interviewed had a really high degree of growth orientation. They had this future view. Other people that I interviewed going through the crisis merger, when I'd ask them if they needed to be developed, would like, were like, no, I'm mid-career. I've got no place else to go. I don't want to be developed. And, or they were close to retirement. And I was in the Air Force, and we had this acronym in the military. When somebody was within two years of retirement, we would call them ROAD, R-O-A-D. And what that stood for was retired on active duty. And what that meant was you were just kind of checked out and punching the time clock until you got out. And this is not right. This is not right for regular organizations. This is not right for a crisis organization, because you need everybody, as long as they are showing up, to really show up and bring everything that they have. And I can remember when I went back for my PhD, mid 50s, people would say to me, well, what are you going to do in that for? And I'm like, are you kidding me? I'm going to do that because I want to continue to learn up until my last breath. I don't know if I'll get another cent from it. I don't know, but I'm doing these podcasts and I'm sharing what I learned because that's what leadership is really about. And so when you get followers that take ownership of their own personal development, some of the followers that I talked to were like, yep. And if I don't get it from the company, I'll find it myself. Podcasts, TED Talks, all this stuff out there. You either have that desire to be developed and if I hear anybody say, well, my boss won't send me to this. So what? 
either shell it out, go to yourself, or um, or just do it online, watch online. So when you have this desire to be developed, nothing is going to get in your way, and you are most responsible for developing your own um, your own skills and capabilities as a follower and upcoming leader. So when I interviewed these people about the need to be developed, um, they really fell into two camps: one that were continuous lifelong learners, and other ones that weren't. And there's an old adage: Do you have 20 years of experience, or do you have one year of experience 20 times? And what that shows is, you know, hopefully as we are learning things, we continue to learn more things and have more responsibilities, as opposed to some people that just want to do the same job. Now, nothing against that. We need technicians to do that. But honestly, you have to be open. The lifeblood of your organization, and for leaders that want to eventually retire and hand the reins to somebody else, is going to be people that are going to want to continue to expand and be developed. The whole purpose of life living a tremendous life is to be developed. So when I was interviewing these two sets of people, I found they fell into two camps. People that were excited about the change, the merger, even when it went south, and those that were really entrenched. And there was an interesting thing. A lot of the people in the organization had 20, 30, some even 40 years of experience. So longevity can lead to one of two things. One, it can lead to, um, like we talked about, growing your experience bag. You have this really high degree of seasoning. Like me, when bad stuff happens, I've been through decades of it. We'll figure it out, okay? Or the other people, longevity led them to be incredibly entrenched and not open. They wanted things the way they were. The problem with that is nothing's ever the way it was. You know, there's an old adage, change is only welcome from a vending machine. For those of us listening to know what they are, change is hard. Even for me that loves change and eats change for breakfast, change is still hard because change is uh, death. You have to stop doing something and do something else. So you want to find people that really are looking forward to the future of, uh, I know this isn't what I thought I'd be at this point in my career, but I'm going to have to learn it. Like school teachers now um, are going to have to learn to do everything online because people aren't going back to school. So you either look at that as a great challenge, an exciting opportunity. Hey, I've been wanting to do this. The future of classrooms, I got my PhD blended. Part of it was online. My MBA was online. Online learning has been around for a while. And so people are either going to be excited about this or they're going to be entrenched and go, nope, don't want to do it. I'm not saying it's the only way to learn because some people need to be in classes, but it's all about your attitude about whether you're going to get excited or entrenched. So we talked a little bit out about in the big five personality trait, O was for openness to new experiences. So if you have followers in your organization that scored high in openness to new experience, um, they, pro they probably are going to be open to um, new ways of uh, starting things. So in the merger, when I talk to people, when they merged with another credit union, they had to learn their new processes. And there were some people that were like, hey, it's hard, but they're bigger and better, and we're going to have to learn new stuff anyways. And even if I quit, I'm going to go to another credit union and have to learn what they did too. So they kind of had this, you know what, I'm open to learning and being developed. It isn't what I wanted, but forget what we wanted. Whoever gets what they wanted, okay? I'm going to do it. And then you had other people that were like, no way, no how, I'm too old, I can't learn. And honestly, just said, hey, they, they can't learn. And so, you know, you're going to fall into one of these two camps. So if somebody is high in that openness to new experience, they're probably going to be open to develop. And in this crisis that we're going through, you may have some people that need to step into roles that were they may not have wanted to do them before or get out of roles that are no longer needed. I mean, everything's being reshaped and redefined and recreated. So if they're higher, they're going to be open to being developed. Number two, if they're open to be developed, they're probably able to handle pressure because 
they know being developed means going into somewhat of uncharted territory and outside your comfort zone. Um, but I'll tell you what, I'd rather live with failure than regret. All right. I don't ever want to pass up an opportunity. I'm going to give it my best shot because I'm going to be able to, it's going to chisel me, hone me. I'm going to be able to handle the pressure and it's a potential learning experience. We talked about the empty key ring. So people that have this ability to handle pressure, they're going to be more open to being developed and they're actually probably going to need it. You're going to get some people in your organization that are going to constantly be need to be thrown new challenges, learn new things. We talked about intellectual or cognitive efficacy. That's these, that's these type of people. Don't ever give them routine work. Don't ever ask them to just shut up and color because they need the challenges they need to co-create with you. Also, if people have this really need to be developed, they have this intrinsic locus of control. What that means is I control my development, I control my destiny. I own it, okay? As opposed to an extrinsic locus of control is very fatalistic. Oh, it life happened to me. I'm just going to have to roll with it. So it's all about how you perceive your, your core of power. And those that have an intrinsic locus of control, they know life isn't about showmanship, but it's about chromanship. Because the more I can develop and grow myself, the better version of myself I'm going to be. Like I said with my PhD, I just thought, you know what? I want this. I don't have to get it. Um, I don't know if I'll get anything from it other than I became a much smarter person that now has really studied something and I can look back at what went right and what wrong and been like, oh my gosh, it makes so much more sense. I want to develop myself. And if somebody's not going to do it for me, that doesn't matter. I'm going to go ahead and do it for myself. So also make sure that you have followers and co-leaders who are interested in being developed up until the very end of uh, their last day on the job. Um, because otherwise, you're going to get people that get stale, that get complacent, that, that don't watch what's going on in the market. And, and they think that what worked even two years ago, I'm in publishing and boy, I've been back. This is my 12th year. Things have radically changed and they're radically changing again. Customers, processes, vendors, suppliers, the market, it's wild out there. And so when you get people that don't have a need to be developed and learn not just more about themselves or how to develop, be a better leader, but also about what's going on out in the world, boy, you're at a tremendous disadvantage and no organization can handle that. So the world is changing so rapidly. You've got to have people on your organization with the need to be developed. Look at the science. Look at the, the discoveries and stuff that have all happened in the last hundred years. This is just a great time of awakening and will continue to do so. And then you put on globalization and, 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 the, and how we're all one big humanity right now. I mean, you have to really understand your piece in the big collective. And the better you become, the stronger the overall collective is. So everything that happens, there's repercussions all over the world. So that's why it's so important that people are okay to be developed and aware that it's not just all about them and their little job and their little retirement, but there's so much of a bigger picture. So leadership and followership is nothing more than lifelong learning. I hope that's the one thing you learn after these 10 podcasts. And the more you have people in your organization that are willing and have a hunger and a desire to learn, the better off you're going to be. My dad said, you can lead a horse to water, but you can't make them drink. You can put salt in your oats and make them thirsty, but it's still up to the horse to come to the water and drink from the water trough of life. All right. So make sure as you're dealing with those followers, make sure you as a leader never stop learning because there is so much to learn. And I can remember somebody said to me, Tracy, you've run people for 30 years. So you go back for a PhD. And I'm like, yeah, 
I need to really, it's high time I figured this out. And every time I read another book or do another podcast, I find out more and more stuff that I thought I knew I had to unlearn and I had to relearn. So make sure in your organization, take time, build continuous learning. And I'm not talking just about the technical skills, the capability, but, but build in robustness that helps with the intentionality. Help people understand when you help them develop themselves, they become a better person, not just for their job, but for the rest of their lives. So I hope you enjoyed our final crisis leadership podcast. Wherever you listen to this, if you would do us the honor of a five-star review, we would be so excited, so thankful. And please go to TremendousLeadership.com and check us out for more leadership, personal development, and motivational material. Thank you for listening to Tremendous Leadership with Dr. Tracy Jones. Find out more about Dr. Jones at www.tremendousleadership.com. If you've been ignited by something you heard in this episode, let us know by leaving a review for Tremendous Leadership wherever you listen to podcasts or by sending us a message through www.tremendousleadership.com. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.